When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, Senior Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast on the Behind the Steel Curtain Network of Podcasts. It is Friday, everyone. Congratulations. We did it. We all did it. Everyone did it. We have made it to the weekend, and not only that, we have made it to the first weekend with Pittsburgh Steelers football. Tomorrow night, Saturday night at 7 p.m. at <gasps> Acrisure Stadium. That's right, at the Ack. They go into the Ack. I don't even know if that's what I'll call it, but at Acrisure Stadium, the Seattle Seahawks will be traveling across country for that 7 p.m. kickoff. We are going to have everything covered for you. You want a great pregame? You want to know what's coming up? Well, check out the Steelers preview, that podcast that I do with Dave and Brian. Check out the Here We Go Steelers show. At noon today, Friday. Great content on Saturday. And then check out the post-game show, which will be Saturday night. I will be back here on Let's Ride on Monday with winners and losers. Yep, that's right. Meaningless game. Ha, I laugh at that. That's not true. These are not meaningless games. And I will show you based on my winners and losers podcast on Monday. Other than that, I hope you all are ready because I know I am. And so let's get right into the news. The Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, the UG3 era, in case you didn't see, it's over, in Pittsburgh at least. Uh, They waved Ulysses Gilbert III injured. He had that ankle injury. He had told, I believe it might have been Nick Farabaugh, that he's going to be out for a couple weeks. Well, I'm sorry. When you play a position like inside linebacker, which is deep on the Steelers roster, you're out for a couple weeks, you're out. And, And let's be honest, too. This Ulysses Gilbert history has been nothing but injuries, primarily back injuries, but it's done. Will he come back? I don't know. He's waived. He'd have to clear waivers and do all this stuff. It's a possibility, but looks like it's over. But you know what? That's a good sign for someone like Mark Robinson, Buddy Johnson. The fact that they felt Ulysses Gilbert III was expendable. Now, they bring in an outside linebacker. They want to add the depth there. I get it. But still, They viewed him as expendable. So that's important to note, too. So while we have the reaction of UG3 leaving, not that big of a deal, you also have the reaction of, well, this could mean that some of the other players are playing well. Keep that in the back of your brain. Let's go to the camp updates. Before we get to the camp updates, I think most of the updates that came from Thursday was the fact that Mike Tomlin met with the media, 
as he always does before a game. This time, this is before the preseason game, and he was asked questions about who's going to start a quarterback, what is the rotation going to look like. Here's what he said. In the first quarter is going to be when the ones or the starters are going to play. So that would tell me that there you're going to probably see a little bit of Cam Hayward, a little bit of TJ Watt, a little bit of Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, you'll see Najee Harris if he's deemed healthy. He hasn't he hasn't practiced much. He was back in full pads Thursday, but still, you might see Pat Fryermuth. That's a possibility. Mike Tomlin also might say, "TJ, you don't need this. Cam, you definitely don't need this." And I could see that happening too. But he said the starters are going to play the first quarter. The twos, the backups, primary backups, are going to play in the second quarter, and then the third string or after that are going to play in the second half. Now, he did say that some of these might, quote-unquote, bleed into the other. So if you have a player, as he he explained this, that term was new for a lot of people, uh, when he says bleeding into the other, he said, let's say there's a, a guy who's a backup who's been playing really well, his playing time might bleed into the first quarter. So if it's someone like uh, Calvin Austin III, we'll just use him as an example. He's been playing well. They want to see him with the starters. He might normally be with the the second string in the second quarter. He might play some snaps in the first quarter. Likewise, there are some players who maybe it's the game itself might dictate them playing into the next quarter. So I could see Tomlin if Trubisky comes out and struggles because he did say Mitch Trubisky is going to start. If Trubisky comes out and struggles and the first quarter looks awful, I would not be shocked if he says you're going to go back out there in the second. Why? He's done this with Ben Roethlisberger before. He wants them to finish on a high note. And a lot of times, you know, I remember games in the third preseason game back in the Roethlisberger era where Ben would go out there, the offense would stink it up, he'd send them back out there for a few more drives, they'd kind of get a rhythm, they'd kind of get it moving. Sometimes it would only end in a field goal, but still, they'd see enough, all right, now you're done. So that that could happen. So he wanted to make it very clear that even though he gave some delineation on who's going to play, how much, etc., he also wanted to make it very clear that there's a chance that these lines are not strict. They're, they're very much skewed. We'll put it that way. Speaking of the quarterbacks, I said Mitch Trubisky is going to start. Mason Rudolph is expected to play in that second quarter with the, the backups, and then Kenny Pickett would take over. The funny thing is, is that there was, again, this doesn't even matter, but it just it kind of irks me a little bit. There was no talk of Chris Oladokun from Tomlin at all. He talked as if there were only three quarterbacks on the roster. I know that Oladokun is not competing for a starting job, but can you please at least just recognize his existence? You did spend a draft pick on the guy. It's just something that gets underneath my skin. I don't know why I listened to the press conference live in the car today, and I was just like, man. Why in the world can he not say something about this guy? Media haven't asked him. At least I haven't heard him be asked about him. But he's acting as if it's just three players. But you know what? This should be fun. I think this should be fun. And when I'm thinking about it from a fan perspective, when I look at if if there's starters playing in this first preseason game, then you know what? NFL, mission accomplished. I'll say that again. I don't give the NFL a lot of props. But in this case, when they said... We're going to cut the preseason from four to three. Coaches were pissed because they have one less game to evaluate. But as a fan, I'm getting to see the starters every single game. I don't have to sit through, and I don't care if it's just for a quarter. But if I get to see the starters every single game, 
even if just for a quarter? Yes, I'm signing up for that. Last year, think back to that game. That was awful. That preseason game, that first game, the Hall of Fame game against the Dallas Cowboys, yeah, we got to see Najee Harris carry the ball a couple times, and that was it. After that, it was just atrocious. It was just, you're watching guys who are literally just trying out for like the uh, the USFL or the XFL or whatever other league is starting up in the next few years. I'm excited for this game. It should be a lot of fun. And I think that the Steelers, the way they have things set up, while I'm not really sure the quarterback and how that's going to look, you know, I, I've talked with Jeremy Betts, Jerome, in the All Bets Are Off segment in the second half. I'll ask him about it. He was the one that thought of a really good plan, which Tomlin did not listen to. So we'll talk about that. All right. But let's talk about the focus of today's podcast. Don't be blinded by the result on Saturday, regardless of what the result is. It could be a win. It could be a loss. It doesn't matter. Do not be blinded by the result. And think back to last season. I mentioned that Hall of Fame game. And it's something Dave Schofield went into way, he went way more in depth than I ever wanted to go with the, the stats from that game. And he talked about rushing yards and expectations for this upcoming game on Saturday. It's a good podcast, but he talked about how the final score was 16 to 3. And everyone would probably think if, if you were to just say, say you woke up from a coma, you wake up from a coma, you'd think, hey, did the Steelers win that game? Like, yeah, they won 16 to 3. Oh, that's nice. Defense must have looked good. That was awesome. What you don't know is when you listen to the minutiae that Dave went over on Thursday morning and you're thinking back to the game and the Steelers were down 3 nothing at halftime in that game. And it was just ugly. It was it's it's preseason football. I mean, it's not meaningless, but it's also not pretty. Very rarely do you have drives you're like, "Well, that team is ready." I mean, there are times and the Steelers have had those moments as well where you listen or you watch or and you think, "Man, this team might be ready." But that was not one of those games. It was ugly and even though the Steelers won, they did not play well. They didn't outgain the Cowboys. The Cowboys outgained the Steelers, and it was just weird. It was just weird. So don't be blinded by the result either way. So you might be thinking to yourself, okay, Jeff, well, if I can't focus on the outcome of the game, if I can't focus on the final result, then what am I supposed to like look for? What am I supposed to focus on? Well, what should I be watching if the end result doesn't matter? Now, I've already said this. I said this on Wednesday. The only thing I care about in the preseason is one win. You win one game, that way no one can say, oh, no winless team has ever gone to the Super Bowl. Once that happens for me as a fan, the rest is gravy. They could lose every game. I really don't care. What I want to say is I do want them to play well. I think that's important. So I want them to play well. So what should you watch for? It's a great question. I think that you want to look at, especially in the first quarter with the starters and in the second quarter with some backup players, You want to look for the offense and defensive line. You want to see them really controlling the line of scrimmage, doing what they're supposed to do. The offensive line, yes, you might see some starters out there. You're not probably going to see someone like Kevin Dotson, unfortunately, with the ankle injury. But when he becomes healthy, you you want to watch Kendrick Green at left guard. He's going to get the start. Watch that guy. See what he does. Mason Cole, new face, new place. James Daniels, same thing. Watch these gentlemen as they try to put their best foot forward and try to put last year in that nasty taste in their mouth. Get it out of their mouths. That's that's the hope. That is the hope right there. Also, watch the run game. 
And this kind of ties in with the offensive line and the defensive line. On both sides of the ball, you think about a 29th ranked rush offense last season, just not good enough. It's just not good enough. And I don't care if Najee Harris plays or not. The funny thing is, what's interesting is that Benny Snell didn't practice on Thursday. Reporters saw him with a wrap on his knee after practice Wednesday. And so now all of a sudden, this Jalen Warren guy is coming out of nowhere. Anthony McFarland's playing well. Keep an eye on those players. If Najee Harris doesn't play because of the left foot injury, I think it's the left foot, but if he got his foot stepped on early and it was the first padded practice, actually, if they decide to hold him out, I expect they will, then keep an eye on this run game. Is the offensive line opening up holes? How are they running the football? And in the defensive side, is the run defense fixed? That 32nd ranked run defense in 2021, is it fixed? Keep an eye on that. All right, I want to look at the depth. The, the tough part about preseason game one is that a whole second half is going to be allocated to players that are probably not going to play much. But in that second half, why should you pay attention? Because Kenny Pickett's probably going to be a quarterback. And so why wouldn't you want to watch Kenny Pickett at quarterback? This is going to be the first time we'll see Kenny Pickett in a black and gold jersey at Heinz Field, at a Steelers game, not for the Pitt Panthers. That's going to be something to watch. But keep an eye on the depth at other positions. You want to see how certain players are performing, whether it's depth at tackle, depth at cornerback, certain players that you're thinking, what is this guy going to do? Give you an example. Buddy Johnson on the inside. Inside linebacker. How is he performing? We didn't see much of him outside of the preseason last season. We did just he he was injured, eventually went on injured reserve. How does he look? Is he something that could be is he someone that could be something? Or is he just another special teams player? Mark Robinson is another inside linebacker. He has been a camp darling for a lot of people. They talk about his intensity, they talk about his hard hitting ability. He seems to be a guy that everyone has gravitated towards. And I get it. But you want to see these players, the depth. Overall quarterback play is going to be the hot button topic. People want to see Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, Kenny Pickett. They want to see certain things. And Coach Mike Tomlin gave you those criteria. Move the unit. So move the football. Protect the football. And win on key downs and distances. So we're talking third downs, red zones, stuff like that. You want to see them accomplish that. And please spare me with any position If Kenny Pickett goes out in the second half and he shreds the defense, I mean, looks like the next coming of Joe Montana. Yes, there's going to be people that say, well, you just, it's against that defense. He had no choice in when they played him. All he did was went out and make plays. Now, if he gets it with a second string, yes, you make note. If he gets a first string repetition, you make note. But if Kenny Pickett goes out there and plays well and protects the football and does all those things, sure, there's a caveat. Sure, there's a little asterisk there. But you also can't just completely dismiss it either because he went out against the players that, and again, Mike Tomlin has no control over what Pete Carroll does when the Seahawks come to town on Saturday night. And lastly, just a quick reminder. These games are not meaningless. They don't count in the win-loss column. We know that. But they're not meaningless. And more so this year than ever. You talk about all those free agent acquisitions, Miles Jack, Levi Wallace, Mason Cole, James Daniels, Mitch Trubisky, uh, Larry Ogunjobi, if he plays. All these players, 
It's not meaningless. This is their first time wearing the black and gold. All seven rookies, Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, DeMarvin Leal, uh, Calvin Austin III, Connor Hayward, Chris Oladokun, maybe, and Mark Robinson. They're all wearing the black and gold for the first time. This is not a meaningless game to them. This is their first opportunity to put their best foot forward. Training camp is one thing, but when you go against someone else, that's something different. So keep that in the back of your mind. Even if you might get bored watching the game, it might not be the most exciting thing. This is a process, and this is part of the process. So keep that in the back of your mind. But don't be blinded by the result. The Steelers could lose this game, but there could be a ton of takeaways from this contest. Really good and positive takeaways from this contest. The Steelers could win the game and it could be just like the first game last season against the Cowboys where you left that with a kind of a bad taste in your mouth like did they really win this game they didn't play well so don't be blinded by the result that's it all right in the second half of this show we are going to get Jerome Betts Jeremy Betts in for the all bets are off segment and stay tuned to the very end for the heart to heart don't go anywhere we'll be right back Steelers fans, it is Friday. It is the second half, and that means it is time for the All Bets Are Off segment with Jeremy Jerome Betts. Jerome, what's up? How's it going? It's going great. Preseason action on. I've been soaking it up, man. I'm ready. Yeah, man. Let's let's talk about this. And uh, I want to ask first your gut reaction. I'm assuming that you saw the news on Thursday. How Mike Tomlin is going to handle the players, not just quarterbacks. We'll get to the quarterback specifically, but the players, mm-hmm. meaning first. The first team is going to be in the first quarter, second team, second quarter, third string and beyond second half. You agree with that? You disagree? What What are your thoughts when you heard that? I think uh, obviously you want to get your, your guys that are on the fringe in uh, as much game action as possible. See what they can bring guys like uh, Trubisky and uh, Pickens and uh, Deontay and, and Claypool guys like that. You don't need to see a whole lot of because you hope, Hopefully you know what they bring to the table and uh, you want to save their bodies and save their um, their availability for the regular season. So I think it's great. I, I'm glad we'll get to see Kenny Pickett probably for the majority of this game. And uh, I think that that's the way it needs to be. We need to see what the rookie can do. And uh, if he lights up or even plays well with third string competition, you got to think he's got a chance at moving himself up. And that's what I think the fans want to see the most. We'll get to quarterback in a second. If you're Mike Tomlin, you're the head coach of the Steelers, you playing TJ Watt? You playing Cam Hayward? You playing playing Minka Fitzpatrick at all, even if just for a few snaps on Saturday night? Not in game one. No, not at all, man. Who else gets that? Who who else gets that then? This is good. So you're saying, okay, let's keep Cam, TJ, Minka. You don't need to play. Who else would be in that list? Um, I'm going to put, let's see, I'm going to put Najee on that list. I don't need to see. Najee in week one. Uh, I don't need to see Deontay Johnson in week one at all. Um, I think that's probably that's probably about it. I think you want to get the rest of the guys out there, uh, even just for a few plays to get into the flow of things. But uh, for the most part, th- those are the guys. And uh, I may be missing a couple 
in my brain. But uh, those are the guys that come to mind immediately that I'm like, hey, I don't want to see these guys in week one. Let's let's keep them working in uh, training camp and in, in practices because uh, we know what they can bring to the table already, and we don't want to run the wheels off of these guys uh, early. There's one more I would potentially add to your list, and that might be Pat Fryermuth. He's coming off the hamstring injury. Sure. I just don't want if anyone's ever pulled a hamstring before, I don't care if you were playing in a, in a dodgeball game with friends in a backyard and you yank (laughs) a hamstring, you know, that just when it feels like it's back to normal, you go and you push it and then think you're back to square one. Don't want this to linger. So if they were to say, Pat, you don't need to play much at all. If you play at all, sure. I'd be fine with that. Let's talk yeah, about I don't, quarterback. Good, good. Good. Well, I was just going to say, I don't think he, he necessarily gets a free pass like a TJ Watt or a Cam right. Hayward. Um, but for the injury concerns, yes, I, I would, yeah. I would agree with you there. So let's talk about the quarterbacks. So he did. Mike Tomlin said that Mitch Trubisky is going to start the game. No one should be shocked or blindsided by that. Right. Then he did. He kind of left it open about how that he's going to handle after that. He said, you know, we're just going to see how things go. He did not fall into that. The ones are going to play the first quarter. So that means Mitch is playing the whole first quarter and then Mason's going to take over. Were you first question is, were you happy with that answer? And the second question is, if you were to insert Kenny Pickett somewhere into the game, would it just naturally be in the second half or would it be trying to get him into the end of the second quarter? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I like that idea of getting him into the end of the second quarter, maybe uh, a period in the two minute or something like that, or four minute, whatever they have at the end of the half, just to kind of throw him into a high pressure situation, maybe in the preseason and see what he can do. Mike Tomlin uh, was recently quoted that he's unflappable, that you don't see him get a lot of, or you don't see him, in a situation where it's too big for him in practice. And so I think uh, that they would love to get a chance to see him at least run a series with the twos. And, you know, maybe they get Mason Rudolph at the tail end of the first as well with, with the ones. Uh, I don't know what their necessarily their plan is. I could see that being a good option for them to see these guys run with each group and to some capacity. But uh, I would say that if it were me, I would be trying to throw Kenny Pickett in there for the last portion of the second quarter, if I could, uh, just to get him in with that higher level of competition, see how it goes, and then let him settle in the rest of the game potentially. You think we see Chris Oladokun at all? Like th- this guy, I said it at the beginning of the show. I mean, Mike Tomlin, it's almost like he refuses to admit that he exists. Mm. And he drafted the guy from your yeah. from your school, South Dakota State. That's you right. ho- I mean, we want I want to see him. I want to see what this guy can do, even if it's just a fourth quarter, half the fourth quarter, whatever, garbage time. You think we see mm-hmm. him on Saturday night? I think I think it'll be hard-pressed to get him into the game. Uh, they haven't been giving him a lot of reps in practice, and I think that well, one thing Mike Tomlin doesn't like to do is set his guys up for failure. So I would say he probably doesn't see much, if at all, in this game. And you're right. It has been very strange, the fact that he's a draft pick of the team yeah, and it's it's almost like he is non-existent, uh, and I'm sure that behind the scenes he's he's a little more involved and everything like that. But I don't know. It's just it's an interesting thought why he's there, and it makes you ponder. Hey, maybe they're maybe they're planning on working him in a little bit later on in the preseason in in the training camp time frame um, as they get a more clear setup of of who's doing well at the top of the pecking order in the quarterback room because they're going to have three guys here that they're 
they have three guys here that they're seriously looking to see can they start in 2022 and uh chris oladokun's not one of those guys but if all three of those guys show out they got to make a decision and maybe one of them's not happy just being a backup this year thinking mason rudolph necessarily yeah. so maybe he wants to be moved maybe the steelers want to move him the only logical thing i can think of with him and i know we've i spend more time talking about him than probably anyone else that has their own podcast is Maybe they just don't want to show anything because they're just trying to stash him on the practice squad this year. No one's going to yeah. want him because they haven't seen it's anything. It's the only thing I can think that has any logical thoughts in my brain. But you know, this isn't a Devlin Duck Hodges situation where he was a rookie minicamp tryout player that stuck and they gave him right. a spot. This isn't that. They drafted him. And so if people want to say, well, it's just a seventh round pick. Well, I mean, Mark Robinson was a seventh round pick. And now people are talking about him making the 53 man roster if mm-hmm. he can play well on special teams. I digress. Let's not go down that road too far. <laughs> what player? Let's go offense and defense amongst the starters now. Mm-hmm. And we already talked about players that, you know, preface this with we already talked about players that probably aren't going to play. But the players that are expected to play, one on offense, one on defense with the starters, who are you looking forward to watching on Saturday night? On offense, it's George Pickens. I'm all about this kid right now. He's He's got the hype train going for a reason, and it's because he has been – uh, one of the best players on the field for the Steelers in training camp so far. And that's not an exaggeration. You see it all over social media. You see it when, uh, you know, when the, the other players are being interviewed, they're talking about George Pickens. They're talking about how he um, has a chance to be something special in year one. And I believe it. I think he can be. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they divide the work up. But he's a guy on offense that I – he is the guy on offense that I am most excited to see this week just see how he fits in, especially since he's been getting so much run with the ones with Deontay Johnson sitting out uh, and Chase Claypool injured. So let me ask you a question about Pickens for a second, Mm. since you brought him up and everyone says he's got that dog in him. And that's partially Mm. because he went to Georgia and all that. that. But he's also a competitor and he's also not afraid of anyone. And he's Mm. kind of a trash talker. What is your take on a rookie coming in and kind of telling the defense starting defense that they can, Shut up. We'll put it that way. <laughs> sure. <laughs> is, is Does that sit well with you, or is there something about that you're like, oh, I don't know if I like that? I don't know if this will be the popular take or not, but it sits just fine with me. And here's why. He's a professional. He's he's there to make his mark, and he if he feels that he is just as uh, worthy of that position as a professional as the next guy – then yeah, absolutely. He should talk like it. He should he should pump himself up to that. And not only that, but he's been backing it up on the field, yeah. right? In practice. It's not like he's some guy that's just trash talking and then he can't catch anything or he's getting pushed around on the field. No, he's making veteran guys look silly on the practice field and and he's he's looking incredible. So I think as long as he's backing it up with his plan, with his practice and with his work ethic, then yeah, he can talk all he wants. And uh, if you don't like that on defense because you're a veteran and whatever, then you know make him not or make him shut up by stopping it. Well, all reports out of camp have been that the defense has been very vocal this mm-hmm. this season, this this training camp with you know getting on the offense, saying right. like, come on, like you know, talking a lot of trash. We'll put it. We'll we'll call a spade a spade. You know, and and. If I'm a, if I'm a competitor and I am a competitor and I'm I'm a very prideful guy, 
if I'm on offense and I see the defense intercept a pass and they run down to the end zone and they throw the football up in the air and they all point at it like they're shooting a skeet in skeet shooting yeah. and they shoot the ball in the air, that gets under my skin. Right. That gets me angry. Absolutely. I want to shut them up. Now, everyone wants to say that Pickens talking trash is like Antonio Brown. I'm not buying that. I'm not no. buying that at all. I, I think Pickens is probably a competitor. And he goes, you know what? You all want to talk this stuff. When I make a play on you, I'm going to talk it right back. And we know from his film at Georgia, he's not going to back down from anyone. No. Like, that's just not in his MO. So, okay, good thoughts on Pickens. I like it. Let's go to defense. Who are you looking for on defense? I think I really want to see DeMarvin Leal. I want to see mm. this guy. You think he's a starter? Field. Man, so I think he's going to have a, a rotational. Well, he might uh, this game, though. Into, right. That's that's what okay. I'm thinking. Because, I see what you're saying. Because you've got Cam Hayward sitting out. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, he's going to rotate in. But I think he's probably going to get that nod this week. And uh, I want to see how he does. Uh, yeah. All the the reports out of camp for him have been positive as well. Uh, he's getting in throwing lanes. He's uh, got good push. And I think we kind of uh, – I know I did. I underestimated his athleticism coming out of – college he looks very fluid on the field and uh i, I think he's going to fit in well and you know you start hearing um buzz from the national media that means his that talk about him is getting out and you heard bucky brooks from uh, nfl.com talking about him as a guy he's looking forward to seeing this this preseason to seeing how he can do and uh that's because there's talk about him in that in the scouting world in the in the uh insider world and so he's hearing that um, and you know, when that starts happening, you know, it's, it's something a little bit bigger than, uh, Joe blow on the sidelines, just, uh, seeing something that he liked, you know what I mean? So yeah, DeMarvin Leal, he's, if he can, if he can be a starting caliber player this year, that Steelers defense may be fixing the thing that was its Achilles heel last year. And by doing so could be a really good unit this year. Yeah. And you, you also bring out, you think about, you said Cam Hayward's not going to play which we hope he doesn't. If he does, he's not going to play long. Right. Larry Ogunjobi might not play either because they don't want to do anything to re-injure the Liz Frank or anything like that. So you're right. Leal might get some starting reps. I want to ask you one more type of question similar, and that is let's go to the next rung down. Okay. So now we're talking like second quarter. We're talking players that are not top tier on the team, but yet could have a role on the team. Who are some of those players? We'll go one offense, one defense. It might play in that second quarter. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with, let's see here. Cause I don't, I'm going to go with a guy that's been battling for a, for a uh, starting position, but is probably running with the twos right now. If you had to set him up in a game and that's uh Kendrick green. Mm, okay. You know, this guy uh, had a rough season at center for the Steelers last year. They threw him into the fire very quickly and uh, it kind of was a mess and he didn't have a lot of help around him either. Uh, with Trey Turner not being uh, his former Pro Bowl self, and then uh, Dotson in and out with injuries and uh, so much uh, insecurity there. So I want to see how he how he does. I want to see if he can come in and display the athleticism and the uh, the power and finesse that made him uh, a third round pick by the Steelers in 2021. And uh, if he does, I think that this this battle for the left guard position gets a little more intriguing. A little more interesting, and I also think it helps the Steelers overall. If Kevin, or I'm sorry, if Kendrick Kendrick Green is a good player, and he's their swing guard center, 
if he if he's their uh, guy in the middle that kind of can play whatever, and he's playing really good this year, that looks really good for the offensive line as well. So Kendrick Green on offense, and then on defense, I think I'm gonna go. Um, well, that's that's a little tougher. I, well, but I think I want to go with uh, Trey Norwood on uh, the defensive side of the ball. Mm, okay. We saw him play some pretty good football last year as a rookie. Mike Tomlin loves his versatility as a player, and I think he's going to get some uh, some upper level reps this week as well uh, because you're probably not going to see Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, so he's a guy that I want to see. Can he take another step in his development this year? and cover in the slot and drop back into safety, be the versatile defender that fills multiple roles and allows the Steelers to be uh, flexible on their back end and disguise their coverages. And uh, the more that he can do, the better that defense, the defensive backfield will look as well. He's got got my Some good stuff, man. I appreciate it as always. Uh, I'm excited for the game, but why don't you give the, let's talk about your social media. Let's talk about what you have coming up on the website. I know your power (laughs) rankings ran on Thursday. Uh, Go ahead and let us know about that. Sure. So follow me on Twitter at the bets 93 T H E B E T Z nine three got several articles coming out. Um, fantasy profiles. We're going to do Mitch Trubisky and Pat Fryermuth next, I believe. And then we'll, uh, I really want to talk about George Pickens too. Cause, uh, there's been, you know, noise, let's not get this guy too hyped up. And then there's been, wow, this guy is everything. And I just kind of want to find the middle ground there. And I'm going to write about that here too soon. So, uh, and then the Steelers fix, I won't be on it this next week. Um, I'm taking a vacation, but Andrew Wilbar is going to cover for that. So stick with the Steelers fix and then I'll be back and we'll keep talking some fantasy football there. So I guess he's off next week. My gosh. All right. So he's not here next <laughs> week. We'll have someone. I actually I know who's going to fill it. I'm just joking. I'm just acting. There you go. <laughs> All right, Jerome. Thank you very much. And uh, hey, have a good vacation. We'll see you when you get back. Thanks, man. All right. See ya. All right. A big thank you to Jeremy. Jerome Betts for taking the time as he always does on Fridays. Time for a heart to heart. We do this every Friday. And here we go. I got to be honest. I'm really excited for this Saturday. I'm excited for Saturday night. And it's a fresh start. It's not just a new season. It's a fresh start. I had to write an article that's it's not going to be published for probably over a week. Every now and then SB Nation will come to me or our team and say, we want you to write these specific articles. And so one of them was, we want to do the how it started, how it's going. So Dave Schofield and I split the articles. I did the how it started. He's going to do the how it's going. And the how it started had to be a recap of all of the offseason moves that were made or anything significant that happened. This article was long. I mean, I talked about retirements, front office changes, coaching changes, coaching additions, free agent additions, free agents within that were signed, free agents lost, draft picks, uh, new contracts, all of it. I mean, I went into detail on everything that's happened in this past offseason. It was a lot. It was a lot. And when you think about how there's been such a change, change a GM, change a quarterback, change a defensive coordinator, change at other key positions, no Stefan to it anymore. When you think about everything that has gone on, this is, and it feels like for the first time, a new team. It feels like a new team with the only thing really remaining is the head coach and some key pieces like Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, Najee Harris. But this feels like a new team. And for me, I'm excited to watch this new team. You know, something Kevin Smith said on Monday when he was at camp and he said he the feeling he got from the fans there was that no one knows what to expect. 
Yeah, you can listen to the trolls on social media, and they can tell you how this team's going to suck. And you can listen to Mark Madden talk about how Kenny Pickett doesn't have it, and that he's dazed and confused, and that funny segment that what Yin's talking about said did on uh, their podcast Thursday at noon. Go listen to that if you haven't. But still, you can listen to all that, but this is a new team. No one knows what to expect. We can guess, but no one knows what to expect. And you know what? I'm excited. I'm excited for that unknown. I'm excited to see what happens. Might not be good. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect, but I'm excited to see what happens. All right, folks, that does it for me. I will be back on Monday with that Winners and Losers podcast talking everything about this preseason game. Be on the lookout for that as well as I'll be on the postgame show after the game on Saturday night, so check that out. In the meantime, folks, you know how we finish it out here. Be safe, be kind, and God bless those Steelers. Here we go.